Welcome to Brand Story Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Welcome back to Brand Story Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman, and super excited as we record today's episode on Tuesday, October 19th, 2021 to bring one of my favorite guests, Joe Polizzi, to Brand Story Inc. Joe is the best-selling author of Content Inc., Killing Marketing, and Epic Content Marketing, which Fortune Magazine named a must-read business book. He's the founder of The Tilt, the leading digital publisher for content marketing entrepreneurs, and he founded and ran Content Marketing Institute, which owns Content Marketing World, the premier content marketing conference on the globe. He actually sold CMI in 2016, despite the fact many still think he works there as he returns as a keynote speaker every year. Joe is also the host of the Content Inc. podcast and one of my musts on a weekly basis, This Old Marketing with Robert Rose. Uh, Folks, today in the content marketing industry, if you're listening to this, you probably know that in my opinion, Joe is kind of a Jeff Bezos type stature in the content marketing business. The man puts the word early in the phrase early adopter, which I love, especially as a content marketing firm in 2021, still trying to get discerning C-suite executives to get their head around what content marketing is and that it actually works. Joe has built and sold the seminal company in the space, so today's episode is a bit more of a 201 level course, assuming you're somewhat well-versed in content marketing already. If you're not, go back and listen to the first episode. Uh, Brand Story Inc., where we had Joe Polizzi uh, as one of the people I most admire. I had the pleasure of connecting with him in person for the first time human to human at Content Marketing World last month. We'll put the first episode in the show notes at teamworksmedia.com. Joe, welcome back to the show. That was a rather lengthy opening. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was like in it and like, wow. But how did no, I Oh, you're good. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. The, the last part that you said is the most important that we got to meet each other face to face. And uh, it always makes things easier and became fast friends, of course. So I'm just happy to chat with you today. And, and it just so happens that you're recording it. So we get a podcast episode out exactly. of it. Too. So there you go. I love it. Yeah. Well, to that point, we've got so much to cover, but I want to start with a note to our listeners. Um, as I mentioned, we'll, we'll put the first episode in, in teamworksmedia.com in the content hub section. Uh, that being said, uh, Joe, we went really deep on the tilt in that episode on your career journey. Uh, but to help folks who may be jumping in here, you know, at a top level, explain what the tilt is, what you do, and your vision, and perhaps most importantly, mantra that has this job as a purpose-driven mission for you. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because of I guess COVID nineteen, I diverted my semi-retirement from writing mystery novels into starting another business, and instead of what we did at Content Marketing Institute, focusing on the content marketing education needs of enterprise marketers, I went to the other side, and the tilt is focused on helping content creators become financially successful uh, successful in whatever way that means. So we're trying to build content entrepreneurs. That's my new mission. Uh, It's probably the fastest growing area of entrepreneurship right now, and there are so many um, business owners right now getting into it that don't understand that there is a process, there is a model. And so we are trying at the tilt trying to teach as many as we possibly can. And I guess my new mantra is, you know, we can get into it quite a bit. I think we will talking about this move from web one to web three, if you will. So if, mm-hmm. if you're looking at web one where you had you know, one to many, if you had web two, or you have many to many, where everyone can create content, 
Uh, it goes to a lot of different people, but it's sort of centralized in a few key tech platforms, such as you know YouTube and and Facebook and Twitch. And so a lot of the data that we were throwing out there was being retargeted back at us at advertising. So we didn't get to reap any of the rewards of that data that we're putting out there. And what I'm excited about what's going on with Web3, I think the possibility exists that as a community member that you help build, you can start to be part of building these communities from an ownership standpoint. I don't really know what that means. We're trying to figure it out at the tilt. You're seeing things like community tokens being born, NFTs. Uh, you're seeing DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations happen where there's this whole new business model for content creators that is happening right before us. And I'm, that, I'm trying to figure it out, Jay. Like we're all in tried to figure this thing out and I've gone down the rabbit hole and I've never been more excited for anyone creating content on the web today because I think there is an opportunity better than it's been ever before for individuals for whatever means they're in financial situation that they can actually build a profitable business. Well, it's interesting because we're going to dive into this in this episode. Uh, I'm going to take a, a sidestep here for a second, though. But I, I often joke when I'm talking with people I admire on this podcast that if there was a stock, I'd invest in them. And and quite literally, that's one of the areas of what we're going to get into. Quite uh, And so in a minute, we'll talk about that. And I, I'm really excited to talk about some of the things that you're doing and experimenting with and commend you for, for taking the plunge. But first, I, I wanted to mention something that I think is super important uh, to kind of zoom out, you had an awesome edition of This Old Marketing, which I'll link to in the show notes, where you went deep on this notion of content marketing mission as a movement, right? So how to find the tilt, as you call it, to create something that is a world you can paint for people with a stage and lights and tickle that change the world mentality. Could you explain that vision a little bit more eloquently than I did there? Uh, you mean specifically for the tilt and what we're trying to do or just, just uh, in general, a this, this, mission. this yeah. content mission and this larger rallying cry aspirational um, goal? Well, it, so let's just take it back a notch and just talk about content creation in general. If you look at any company, any size company, they're creating more content than anything else they do. Mm -hmm. And the, for the most part, that content is absolutely terrible. It doesn't do any, any good for the business. It doesn't do any good for the audience. A lot of it's product and service related. Mm -hmm. And today, in order to break through all that clutter, we've got to be smarter. We've got to be better. And the only way that I know how to do that is to focus on the needs and pain points of your audience. And that's where you get into, why are we doing this? Right. Like, right. why are we creating all this content? Why are we doing the blog? Why are we doing the podcast? Mm -hmm. We're trying to build an audience that knows, likes, and trusts us. Mm -hmm. What are we going to deliver? And be very specific about the kind of content, the long form, short form, videos, audios, what makes the most sense for us. And then the most important thing is every piece of content that we create, no matter in what form, what is the outcome for that audience? Specifically, what are you trying to solve? So mm -hmm. to give you an example, if I'm creating a podcast, if I'm doing this old marketing podcast, I wanna keep in mind it is, what do I need the audience to get out of this? Not what I'm trying to sell. That's what most people do. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to do this piece of content. I need to sell more widgets. Well, if you start there, it's going to end poorly for mm -hmm. you. You've really got to focus on what 
how am I going to make that uh, that person's life better in some way? How am I going to help them get a better job? If you really think about it that way and you lift up your purpose to that highest possible level, you will be able, if you deliver consistently over a long period of time, you will be able to build an audience. They will come to know, like, and trust you more. And then you can sell whatever you want to them because they will love you. They will follow you. Totally. You will be must. You will be their must-see TV, whatever the case is. So that's why you want to start at the beginning and say, what are we trying to do? What impact are we trying to make? And let's get this whole, I need to sell products and services out of the way when you're thinking about your content creation. Because if you have that in your head, you're probably going to ship that message more company-centric, and it, it has to be audience-centric. Can't um, emphasize enough uh, Joe's practicing what he preaches. So, so Joe, turn the corner there and share your goal of what you're doing. You actually have a numerical aspirational goal to it, but but talk about how you're taking what you just said and putting it into practice for yourself at the tilt. So we know the whole team at the tilt knows that we're trying to possibly affect at least one million content creators around the globe and help them become financially sustainable. I don't know if that's a BHAG or a you know or an unattainable goal. Mm-hmm. I think that we can do this. I think that in the next five to seven years mm-hmm. we'll be able to do this. We'll be able to pull partners in like yourself. We're all headed the right direction. Um, I mean, honestly, if you look at just content marketing in general, I think it's the greatest marketing ever because I have to keep my audience in mind and I'm not so focused on selling things. Mm-hmm. That that aside, uh, it's a lofty goal. So how are we going to accomplish that? And I know that we can't just accomplish that as the tilt. We've got to bring lots of partners together. We've got to bring the community together so we're all you know, swim in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, I mean, these are businesses. We can help create more successful businesses. Those successful businesses will hire more people. Those people mm-hmm. will have a, a better uh, better life in general, be able to, you know, educate their kids, uh, do the things they need to do in life. And I, so, you know, very altruistic. I, very altruistic, but I guess I'm, I'm thinking if we can do this, if we can possibly affect these businesses, mm-hmm. we can change the lives of millions of people. So that's that's what we're trying to do. And we it. just started down this journey. So it's, you know, we're six months in. But so far, I mean, everyone's, you know, pretty amped up about it. And you're right. Back to the whole point you made about experimentation. That's kind of our job at the tilt. We've got to experiment with all these business models. We've got to be, you know, maybe first one through the through the wall, a little bit mm-hmm. bloody here, but that, that's okay. And then we're sharing our journey so that other people can follow and say, okay, well, he, you know, here's where what the tilt did. That's this is what they did well. This is what they didn't do well. And then we can launch that behind them. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, before we pivot into what the meat of this podcast around what I call content marketing loyalty programs, don't get mad if I'm uh, mislabeling it. I, I do want to take a minute. Uh, it, it it's. It's kind of surreal, right? You, you, Joe it started the company of Content Marketing Institute, which he sold in 2016. Like, it's prom for those of you that have been there, content marketing world. To see him go back in there, it's like being around a rock star. It's, it's kind of, um, it's one of those conference, you know, celebrity stature things. And it was so cool to see Joe just, you know, practicing what he preaches, just meeting with people who, you know, junior level people who don't normally have access just coming up to him and Joe, Joe will talk to anyone. I'm curious though, from your perspective, through the lens of the tilt, any new insights, takeaways you got from this year's experience at Content Marketing World? 
Well, I guess the first thing is just from the event standpoint, events are going to come back really strong in the yeah. next two years. Yeah. So from a business model standpoint, even a content marketing standpoint, I would put physical events, in-person events as, as something to really look into and study that might be an opportunity. We've had so many people shy away and go virtual for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. We had to go there, but it's left a gaping hole in opportunity. I feel the same way about print, by the way. Mm -hmm. I think you and I talked mm -hmm. about that a little bit. There's yep. you, you basically have you have an audience that's getting a channel that's open and has no competition. Yep. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how I look at, at print right now. Different business model, of course. You've got to do some some things differently, but but there's an opportunity there. I, I guess I you know, I've been I've been twenty years and I've been working with enterprise marketers and I love them, but it's there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of, lot of red tape, it's hard to get things done. Mm -hmm. I enjoy working with entrepreneurs that even though they have limited resources, they can make a decision in two seconds to do something or not. Yep. Now the other thing that I really like is that because a content marketer, because you've got different forces, you, you feel like you have to be everywhere online with your content. Mm -hmm. So you have to be on Twitter, you have to be on TikTok, you got to do Twitch, you got to do Facebook, you got to do a blog, a pod, you got to do everything. And what happens is, is you're basically creating mediocre content on all these channels. You're not mastered anything. Nothing's necessarily remarkable. It doesn't do anything for your audience. It doesn't do anything for your business. That's generally 90% of most content marketing programs. What I love about entrepreneurs and what we're focusing on at the tilt, we just say, you know, what's that content mission that we talked about? And then pick one channel that you can be yep. exceptional at. And this okay. is how this is how you make, you know, that's how Joe Rogan made it. Mm -hmm. That's how Gwyneth Paltrow made it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how all these individual rock star content creators made it because they just focus on doing one thing really well yep. instead of being everywhere. Mis you know, Mr. Beast, that's the greatest you know, YouTuber ever. Now he's on every channel, but when he started, he was just doing a YouTube video. That's yep. it. Yep. And so I think it, it takes a lot of that pressure off of us, and that's what we try to tell content marketers as well, is don't boil the ocean. Focus on being great at one thing. Is it a podcast? Is it an email newsletter? Is it a YouTube video? Doesn't mean you can't dabble in other channels and, and you feel you need to be on YouTube and, and do something there. You need to do a podcast. That's fine, but figure out where you can make a difference. You can actually build an audience and consistently deliver over a long period of time, and that's where you make your impact. And that's why I love working with the entrepreneurs because they can make that decision. And I can say, stop fooling around thinking you can be great on every channel you can't you right. only have a limited amount of content energy so pick one or two and then forget the rest you know um you call it the tilt right it's the name of your company finding that business tilt um i would call it the niche within the niche right this yeah. that's counterintuitive you know if you're in the healthcare space what subsegment of what subsegment can you go in and be brilliant at that that is you know creates unparalleled value. I think the platform piece is another subset of that, not to get too meta on it, but it's like the same thing. It's like, right, go deep on a topic, right? Uh, you were trying to empower a million content entrepreneurs, right? And then when it comes to the platform of where your audience is, right, and focusing on, you know, the one or two channels that are gonna provide the value as opposed to that fear of missing out. I think it's a really, really important it's such a simple and profound piece that so many people, 
you know, the psychology of, oh my God, but we got to be there. We got to be there. Clubhouse, TikTok, right? So I, I love how you explain that. I, I do want to go into now, like uh, the early adopter phases we talked about where you are there in a way that I haven't seen anyone there. And this time with what you call the content creator economy, um, you're integrating this into the tilt. Explain what that means. Um, and then we're going to break down some of the terminology and basics. Yeah, the, you know, I, I just talked about this in an article on the tilt where there's this new business model of, of I guess we're call, calling it ours, yep. our model. It's not my model. Yep. It's just, so if we, if we look at my model, I've got my own email newsletter. I have my own website, my own blog, my own membership community. If we're looking at their model, you're like, I'm building on a platform of rented land. I'm mm -hmm. building on a YouTube. I'm building on a Facebook group, whatever, where I might be building an audience, but it's not my audience. It's their audience. Mm -hmm. So what's this new model? And, you know, we're just, you know, I called it ours. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we be, I believe that, you know, because of, let's say, blockchain technology, you know, content creators can do more today and build a business with their community yep. and the community can participate in the success of the business so it's it's very much like a collective and we weren't able to do this before because i don't think we had that technology available and now we can do this thing together so what does that look like we're thinking right now in in the very early stages that could be something like a community token also called a social token a creator coin if you will where um you know basically for proof of work for um you know how how much an, an audience member puts into the community or maybe they want to buy into that community they get access to you know certain opportunities you call it a loyalty program you could it could just be a loyalty program on steroids right mm -hmm. where for example you know you for the tilt is easiest to use so yeah, let's so let's say let, yeah so i'll give you the example of how we do it so if you subscribe to the tilt newsletter you get tilt coin which is our creator uh, community coin mm -hmm. uh if you if you then refer someone else with your unique id to the newsletter and they sign up, you get more tilt coin. And then you start accumulating a bunch of tilt coin, you go onto our Discord group, and then you can you can go ahead and find your membership level. The more tilt coin you have, the the higher the, the membership you might get to, let's say if you have five tilt coin, you get exclusive pieces of content every month. Mm -hmm. If you have 20 tilt coin, you get 50% off all the things we offer. You get a personal, uh, you know, a private Discord, channel with all your other peers that are at that same level so you're creating this you know starbucks rewards program based on the amount of tilt coin and at the same time there is a component that the value of that coin goes up now i don't know where this is going from a regulation standpoint or what they're what the lcc is going to do with security so we've got to really be careful and not call this an investment mm -hmm. but we do know that when you're given a token you own that token it is on the public blockchain. You can see that you own that token, just like you'd own a Bitcoin or an, an ETH or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And if the if you contribute as a community member enough to what's going on in this community, the price of that token goes up, and everybody wins. And you, so these are the types of things we're seeing. We're we're not into NFTs yet at the tilt, 
but you're seeing a lot of this with NFTs where, you know, you've got somebody creates a thousand non-fungible tokens, which is a unique digital certificate as opposed to a fungible token. That's, mm -hmm. that's what a community coin is where, you know, you and I can trade tokens and they're the exact same thing. And NFT is, is a unique experience where uh, people are joining a group and they have individual ownership because they have they own the rights to whatever that thing is it could be music if it's coming from a musician it could be a blog post if it's coming from a writer it could be a book if it's coming from a writer mm -hmm. it could be uh, you know a jpeg piece of art if it's coming from an artist and so we're seeing the entire remaking of the the creator business model right now because finally you have a bunch of these middle layers that are taken out. Like for example, let's take the musician, right? Musician, yep. okay, well, great. I, I, I've i got a song, I've got to talk with the record company, mm -hmm. I've got to talk with the publicist, I've got to talk with the event uh, place, uh, and everyone's taking a piece of all my revenue, and by the time it goes through seven or eight layers, maybe I've got 10 or 20% left over. Well, that's a terrible business model. <laughs> the, the economy doesn't work for musicians, but what if you build a small but mighty audience and you're saying, I'm going to release my next album as an NFT. And if you buy this NFT it, for whatever the amount is, I'll drop my next song to you, airdrop it right yep. to your address that you have. And you can keep almost all the revenues and profits for yourself. And at the same time, if you become famous and then the owner of that NFT wants to resell that, that's a value as well. So yes. this is a whole strange little environment that's going on, and, and I'm just trying to figure it out with everyone else. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to go deep on this, but I also want to pare it back so to make it as understandable as possible, right? Um, and here's where, I, as the host of the podcast, I get to pretend I'm asking for, you know, my mom and and other people listening, right? Where where in reality, it's like there's an on this one. I'll just flat out say there's so many questions that I have, right? And so, but I do want to start. So to your point on the cryptocurrency, right, on the tilt coin, it actually is a market. And I'd like to explain just some of the basics, like can I buy a tilt coin or is it only earned, right? Like, and, and how yes. the value, if you could talk a little bit more about the mechanics of sure. the value component of how the market works to increase, decrease, stabilize what a value of a social token is. Yeah, absolutely. So if you if you're interested in creating and and by the way, you, you and I we talked about this a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. You're going to see companies of all sizes basically uh, uh, put a new face on all their rewards programs. Yep. They're going to be tokens. Yep. So instead of buying, you know, Starbucks getting Starbucks rewards, you're going to your rewards are going to come in tokens. Mm -hmm. that you're you're going to be able to buy more of and earn depending on what you do. Mm -hmm. So when we were out, and I'll just tell you about a little of the journey so you can figure because I had to, I didn't know anything about this. In the middle of last year, I figured out, oh, there's the social token community token thing. It's a real thing. I've been into cryptocurrency since 2017, but didn't get into the community token side of it and started to look at the different models. Well, you could go ahead, if you know the technology, you could do it right on uh, Ethereum chain, on a Polygon chain, on something like that. And I'm not a tech person and mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. So I'm like, okay, are there companies that help you do that mm -hmm. and you can leverage their expertise and community? There's a couple of them. One's Roll that I, we looked at. Another one is Rally. So Rally is Rally.io is the community that we decided to go with. They have about 300 
content creators or so that have their own tokens. Uh, some of these are celebrities, some of these are musicians, uh, some of them are gamers, whatever the case is. And you start out when you launch, depending on, there's, there's a couple different ways to do it, but when we launched the Tilt, we had about 90,000 90, coins available, tokens available. We launched our token on the platform in, I think it was March 4th of 2021 at 34 cents, 34 or 36 cents. And as we talk today, you know, we're six months later, it's about $45 a coin. So it's appreciated quite a bit. We launched at 90,000 tokens. Uh, and then they're, they're, they call them Genesis tokens. So about half of those tokens goes to the creator. So that goes to us at the Tilt. And the rest of them are available for the community. And then we can give those tokens out um, for, you know, we talked about before, mm -hmm. you could earn those tokens or you could buy those tokens directly at rally.io. They have their own marketplace available. And then let's say that somebody gets a bunch of Tilt coin, but they want to... Yeah, to you know, get rid of that in some way or cash that out, they can do that. They can take their tilt coin and then they cash that out into Rally, and then Rally you can cash out into Ethereum and then USDC. So it's a little bit clunky because we're brand new with this whole thing, but basically, uh, we're the tilt coin is a side chain of Rally coin, and Rally trades on Coinbase and a lot of other wonderful exchanges. So I like having that backup of the larger organization. So it helps we get the support from from Rally and that yep. creator community. So I'm all in on that kind of thing. But you can ob obviously do it directly. And I think every couple of weeks there's a new company that's being launched that yep. does the same thing and will help people launch their own uh, community tokens. So it it's it, yeah it's a, it's a it's a marketplace just like you'd want to you know buy and sell Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency and and you can. You can earn it. Uh, like if you were a miner, you would earn. You could earn Bitcoin. Uh, you can earn tilt, tilt coin or creator coin just by doing whatever the creator sets as the rules. You know, you can go ahead and earn that, or you can buy it directly. And, and, and the last economic piece that I have before we get into kind of back to the the other components of this is, what are the things that you're finding that actually move the value, right? How does the value? increase what 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 are the economic things or what are the non-economic things that are driving the value of the tilt coin up it's it's just like it's it's supply and demand it's it's i think that what we've been able to do is people are enjoying and they understand these membership levels that we've set so mm -hmm. basically when you go onto our discord channel you get into the different membership groups you go ahead and you have to, you, we call it, it's a coin join process. Yeah. So it, you'll go ahead, link up your account. It'll see how much tilt you have. And then you get put into whatever group uh, you have by the amount of tilt you have. It works, it works really well. And um, it, the, the whole, the whole process we're trying to make as seamless as possible. But what I, Jay, and I, we talked about this a little bit mm -hmm. where I've never seen people go so crazy over right. it i guess they're so interested in it and like when you talk about it in conversations they're trying to it's a brand new thing so people are very interested but it's not just like having you know uh, tilt uh, like a target rewards right. or right. or something or united miles right. they actually feel like they're a part of the community because they own a little piece of the community so they want to see that community be successful and if that community is successful they are and then of course then you get supply and demand so the they you end up buying more directly that's really how you the price goes up and uh 
and we've just seen that appreciate for the last six months. And, and there's a lot of people that believe in what we're going to do in the future and our overall goals. So that has a lot to do with it as I well. I mean, it just, it's just, it's mind blowing when you zoom out. I mean, it, it can be a game changer for you and your community members. And I love your positioning of the hours business model, right? Like this is something that if you benefit, your community benefits and there's this like reciprocity of building value together. And your mind, like to your point of like, this is where you take a brand like an Apple or a Nike or a Starbucks and you start going down there and you start thinking about um, the value of, of the value exchange there. And once CFOs of corporations get their heads around this, right? And again, it's you need to be authentic. We're using, I'm, I'm exaggerating a point to make the point. Um, it, it's pretty mind-blowing what the potential is of this. It's another economy that in some cases might be the community member of a brand may be equal or greater in value than the actual product or service of the brand is is where my head goes it's it's possible i mean just think about think about united miles right i don't know how they yep. how they account for those mm-hmm. on the financial uh, spreadsheets for the miles but it's a liability right if people yep. use those miles they lose money yep. so it's a debt well if you switch that whole model to a token model it becomes an asset. Yep. Right? Yep. Theoretically. And I mean, so and this is a whole new like thing. Like a balance sheet asset. Not ju- yeah, yeah, a, balance, like a, a yeah. real balance yeah. sheet yeah. asset. Now, there's a lot of confusion out there. United yeah. also is a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. There's security laws involved. So mm-hmm. this is a whole new, you know, this is yeah. the wild, wild west. Yep. And right now the SEC hasn't given any guidance at all. So we're trying to figure it out. But so that's why you just need to be very careful. And if you're going to launch a community token you keep it more like a membership club you don't say that they're investing yep. in this necessarily yep. you say you, you have it you, you get access yeah it's all about access and discounts and new opportunities that you get because you have the token not that you're going to get rich we would never ever say that right because then right. you're getting into security <laughs> right. violations right well i mean yeah. i was so intoxicated by this model and, and, and looking at what you're doing and reading the tilt and, and talking to you, I, I had to get you on the podcast to talk about this. I was that excited about it. So my question is, if I turn to you as the early adopter, who are you looking at and what are you looking at in this space as people who might be doing it well and are experimenting with it? What are you seeing? Well, I you know, hats off to Gary Vaynerchuk for what he's been able mm-hmm. to do. He launched an, an NFT program called Friends. Yep. And um, basically, it's 10,000 unique uh, NFTs and you also with those NFTs you get you know regular content drops and you get a nice little picture that he made mm-hmm. but really what you get is three year um, entrance into his decon his mm-hmm. his conference so that's interesting that's like okay that's the future of ticketing I can see that um, I look at there's a there's a company called Bankless basically they they cover the crypto industry they've got their own token called Bank. They, they've created their media company, Bankless. They've got a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO next to that. So they've got a community building another company on the side of that. There's things going, I mean, these, these this idea of this DAO is sort of like the new LLC. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, I'm like trying to put my arms around this and figure it out. It's crazy. So those are the types of things that I'm looking at. I mean, there's other creators that are doing some really interesting work. Uh, on the rally network, you've got mm-hmm. Playcoin. Uh, you've got a couple celebrities doing some cool things. I like to see what you know Ashton yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Kutcher and Mila Kunis is doing with their Stoner Cats NFTs. 
I'm I'm on OpenSea all the time looking at the new NFTs and what they're doing. I have an NFT called a Crypto Dad mm-hmm. that I'm looking at their community. They've got 60,000 people in their community. And it's interesting that you buy a crypto dad, then you can get a crypto mom, and then you get a crypto tot. You know, then you can use <laughs> if you own if you own a crypto dad, you get the licensing to that. So if they create a Netflix series, you could license that wow. work that you bought back to them, and you can get money for it. It's just crazy, crazy things yep. going on. Now, now you see I've why I wanted Joe before. on because if your head's spinning, don't it's okay because mine is and Joe's is and Joe's in it right and 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 I think to that point my last question on this is I I guarantee there are people listening right now who the light bulbs are going off whether they're a content entrepreneur or an executive large company right and so if folks that are hearing this for the first time are saying oh my god I love the concept but I just don't know where or how to start what do I do first what advice do you have for them well the the first thing that you have to do is you need to buy some community coins, mm-hmm. uh, community tokens, and you need to buy some NFTs and be part of the process. I can't explain to somebody what an NFT is really until they go ahead and purchase it. So basically go ahead and get yourself a MetaMask account, put a couple dollars worth of Ethereum in it. So right off the bat, you've got to buy some crypto. Mm-hmm. you got to buy some, some Ethereum because that is the money of the internet mm-hmm. and go ahead and buy some cheap NFT that you think is cute. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it doesn't, it can be worth five bucks. I don't care. Right. Go ahead and buy that. Just to get, get in the game that. and start. You can see, yeah, you yeah. can see the process. You yep. see the process work. You yep. now have a digital wallet. That yep. digital wallet is yours. Yep. Those NFTs on there are yours. You own them. You're the only one that owns them because the public blockchain on Ethereum says, and you can go to Etherscan and say, oh, that your address owns this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is interesting, a whole new piece of ownership. And then you can get into, um, you know, community coins. So I would go to rally.io, sign up for, it's a free account. And there's a lot of the creators on there that give uh, give their coins away for free, like Tilt does, if you sign up for a subscription. And you can start getting a bunch of creators. I think I own 28 or 29 different creator coins right now. Wow. Because I want to support these creators, but I also want to see what they're doing. Yep. So I'll go into their Discord and see how they're doing membership. Uh, a lot of my friends have their own coins. I want to see what they're doing. We're talking on a regular basis trying to figure it out. So my, my best recommendation is you first have to own some crypto. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go through the process to own an NFT or a community coin. And then once you get to that level, then you can go down the rabbit hole like I am. And to your, <laughs> your point, Jay, um, to your point, I feel behind. Mm-hmm. I'm content. This is move. I've, I mean, and I, I was at the, there at the beginning with web one. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough. You mm-hmm. know, I had full head of hair at the time. I, I was, I was, I was there. I was there through web two and, uh, and how quick that moved with social media. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, you missed three days of what's going on in the news, I feel like I miss a lot. I can't, <laughs> that makes I me feel, feel like better I can, that you say that. That makes me feel oh, much better. I feel better. like I can't keep up. Yeah, I feel like I can't yeah. keep up. So but, so anyways, get involved. Uh, dip your toe in the water by doing it yourself, and then, and then you'll see whether or not uh, you want to go a little bit further down the rabbit hole. Cool. Last question for you, and, and it's maybe a little self-serving, but it's kind of what we talked about in person. Um, and quite candidly, is the basis for how you, you and I actually have met, right? And And – we're calling it relationship content marketing here at Teamworks, which we're endeavoring on really blowing out. And it's that notion of developing one-to-one relationships through content while also creating valuable content for a community at the same time, right? And so, um, you know, you do it in your world for um, content marketers. I do it for branded content folks. I'd like to get your take on, on where you see this niche 
within the content marketing space currently and where you see it going. And, and I think to, to make it really simple, if not, the whole premise is Joe Polizzi is not taking a phone call from me most likely to say, hey, I want to pick your, as nice as you are, like if I cold hit you and be like, hey, I want to tell you about my company and what we're doing, you've got a thousand people in your LinkedIn. But the notion of, I want to, uh, I'm creating a podcast and would love to have you on, you come on, we have a good experience, so we get good feedback, you know, uh, we, we see each other at conferences, you start to build a relationship and our audience and, and particularly on this, I, I can't wait to share this with because they're going to be emailing me and be like, I need to know more. And how do I get a hold of Joe? But I'm, I'm curious, we're calling that relationship content marketing. Where do you see that pie slice in the big picture of content marketing? Well, you know, Robert Rose, my colleague on this old marketing, always says that not everyone will have a content marketing strategy, but the most innovative, most successful companies in the world will. And, and I believe that because the most powerful thing that you can do is build a community that that basically looks to you and your expertise on a regular basis and if you do that and you build that relationship so so you and I now we now have a personal mm -hmm. relationship but we had a relationship before because yeah. of the content that you were engaging in and you know when I go to an event People will come up to me and they'll, they know everything about me mm -hmm. uh, because they listen to the podcast or they've read the book or mm -hmm. whatever. And you can't put a price on that. You can build multiple businesses. You can do. Yep. You can build multiple revenue opportunities based on that. Your new product development can come out of that because what you're doing is you're building a community that knows, likes, and trusts you. But out of that community comes a new business model. Like you, you mentioned this before. Like look at Red Bull. Uh, it, what's more valuable, Red Bull or Red Bull Media House? Yeah. Right. Now I can't answer that question. Right. That's how that's how important Red yep. Bull Media House is. Yep. And how they they built uh, this entire media property and this you know millions and millions of audience members on this idea of give you wings. Mm -hmm. People listen to their uh, you know watch their videos and mm -hmm. and read their magazines and everything like that. So it's it's crazy. There's a land grab right now going on for audience. Um. You, the, the days of, of pure interruption, I mean, they'll always be advertising, but you can't build an asset around that. If yeah. you build a community and you build an audience and you build a relationship with an audience that leans on you, you can generate the, the largest, most influential business in your industry if you wish to do that. The only caveat to that is, and you know this, Jay, it just takes time. Yep. This is not a campaign. No. It, you can't do it in six to nine months. But if you said, hey, in three to five years, could we be the leading informational expert in our niche? And by doing that, could we launch five to seven new revenue opportunities from that and change the entire scope of our business? And the answer to that is yes. Love that. Uh, Joe, best way for people to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. Go, go. I'm at Joe Polizzi, P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I, -Z -Z anywhere on social media, best on Twitter and LinkedIn. And then everything that I do is on the tilt, the tilt.com. And we'd love you to subscribe, sign up and go down the rabbit hole with us and figure this thing out together. Love it. Joe Polizzi, thank you so much for your time today. Can't thank you enough. Anything for you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Brand Story, Inc., We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.